Hello and welcome to the Autumn Chrome podcast. Welcome to episode four. And this one is where am I at on my own Autumn Chrome journey? So Autumn Chrome meaning perimenopause. So it's been a while since I've actually recorded a podcast. I think it's been like around the three month mark. My apologies. But my health has sort of been a bit of a roller coaster ride. Um, so I was put on Zolodex, which is a cancer medication for breast cancer and prostate, but it's also used for endometriosis. So I was on that. It's supposed to be six months. I lasted three months because it made me feel like crap. It was really just feeling tired, nauseated, and I, I was still feeling the endo pain anyway so um, decided to stop it and go see a specialist um, and a very expensive specialist at that my ad it's it's quite sad that to get um, the you know, I'm sure you know endometriosis isn't the only disease and there's plenty out there that to get good medical advice you've got to pay and you've got to pay a phenomenal amount um, and you know it was I think it was $420 to see him and then there was about another $100 to fill out the prescription that he prescribed as well on top of that. So, you know, healthcare should be available to all. Um, But anyway, that's another another story. But anyway, um, so we went and saw him and although it was that price, I'm glad that we were able to do it and um he gave us a new prescription and I was actually quite impressed some of my prescription was some some that say as a naturopath myself would recommend um so some turmeric and ginger tablets and um, melatonin which I was taking melatonin but the homeopathic range um but I ordered a different one that he's recommended apparently they're a bit stronger so which sounds good um so that's been going well but since coming off the Zolodex while I was on the Zolodex I was also getting really bad hot flushes like hot flushes that were so intense it was like having a panic attack and they were just overwhelming and just really full-on and that was around the clock that was you know they were waking me up in the middle of the night and then I was dripping in sweat um you know people would say to me what's wrong what's wrong and it's like just having a really bad hot flush like a really intense hot flush um so you know and since coming off that now it's been three weeks I think just over three weeks and actually the last couple of days I haven't had any hot flushes so really that's making a huge difference in how I feel um and also to so that's been that Zolodex um and then with a new prescription um from the new specialist um, I was put on NDEP, which is actually an antidepressant, but it actually works on the nerves. So it's like good for neuralgia pain and all that sort of stuff. Because the specialist said that part of the pain he feels has got to do with um, the muscles in the pelvis. So he also recommended to see a pelvic physio. It had to be a pelvic physio which I'll be doing in about a month's time. Um, so I've started the NDEP and um, 
wow, like within a day or two, I really noticed a difference even in my mood, how I was feeling. And I'm not one to take these medications because I just, I've always resisted them. Um, And I do have a history of anxiety and depression for a long time. Um, But going on the NDEP seems to be something that works for me. Um, My pain has dropped dramatically. Um, I'm even feeling good. My body actually feels relaxed rather than tense. Um, I'm not 100%. Like there's still some endo pain just quietly bubbling away and some body aches and stuff like that. But compared to what I have been feeling and, I'm, you know, it's been days in a row. So, you know, normally it's a day here or there that you feel good and then crash afterwards. But it's been really amazing the end up and, I, and I'm kind of blown away how quickly it's working how um, and by that already within a week I've been able to reduce my painkillers so I definitely want to get off that because the opioid um, when you take it you become addicted in the way that when you come off them because I've tried before um, not that long ago I went down in strength but the pain just came back phenomenally. But the withdrawals from the opioids are shocking. Like it's worse than giving up cigarette smoking. Um, yeah, it's oh, I just never felt so horrible. Well, I have, but not from coming off something like a medication. So I definitely want to work on getting off the opioids because your body does get used to them and you go up in strength. And, you know, they can sort of wreak havoc on the rest of your system. They're good for short term, but long term it's a little bit more challenging. So I really want to get off them. And plus being on a um, on a painkiller and even the end depth um, I think is probably going to be a bit more long term now. You can take that long term whereas opioids long term aren't. They don't like it. But some people really do need it. But anyway. Um, that um, I don't like mixing herbs and herb like herb concoctions or tinctures or stuff like that with um some of the western medicines especially antidepressants antiolytics antipsychotics even warfarin like any blood thinning drugs um antidepressant medication anything that those kind of things you've got to be really careful and diabetes and you know you really need to be seeing someone i think if you're taking them see a proper naturopath or something like that because um, so they can do the research properly and know what does mix and what doesn't mix. Um, but because NDEP's probably looking like it might be a long-term thing for me at this stage, um, I will do my research in what herbs and stuff can and can't mix with them. So yeah, that is definitely something to be very cautious of. Um, and especially like blood pressure medication too. You know, if you're t- on a blood med- pressure medication because you've got high blood pressure and you're taking a tablet from the doctor to try and reduce your blood pressure but then you go take a herb that can um you know you might take say like for example ashwagandha is great for stress but i um also can reduce blood pressure so if you then go and take that and it may reduce your blood pressure even more so well then you're jeopardizing that your blood pressure could fall dangerously low you know that's just an example of things where you need to herbs are quite powerful um and so the western medication so mixing together can not have such a good effect so um but 
you know, and that does get a bit grey because I'm taking things like turmeric and well, turmeric is a herb, but I'm taking it in a supplementary form. Um, but also too, I've checked that out with a doctor as well and a specialist because that was one thing I asked about contradictions, and he goes, no, they can all go together and all that sort of stuff. So, do you know what I mean? I even I got a specialist opinion on it as well, a professional opinion on it as well. But what has the NDEP taught me, and you know, it's just been over a week and it's got me really thinking about, wow, I even said to Dave, I must have been really, really unwell um, because I'm feeling so much better, but I feel a bit more clear in my head. My, My head's not running a million miles an hour and just thoughts and, and at least now if I'm having thoughts that make me feel a bit yuck, I'm like, I can easily switch them to just go, all right, cool let go of that and just move on to something that does feel good whereas before the end the end of I was struggling um I just get caught on a, a bad thought and sort of spiral down and it was hard to get off that train and yeah but now it just seems so much easier and just a lot more calm um and I must admit there is that because I'm so used to having good days every now and then rarely and then crashing, so I'm like, oh god, am I going to crash really badly after this now? You know, there is that bit of anxiety there, but I'm just trying to really focus on being the present moment. Just let's enjoy it and just relax and you know, see how it goes. Now I haven't gone to this pelvic physio yet. Um, we got a, a well, after the specialist bill, and then our dog mysteriously got sick and had two nights at the vet so that bill wasn't expected um yeah gotta love that perimenopause where you're just you're talking and then all of a sudden you just go what was I going to say I'm just having a blank spot like that is a common thing with perimenopause so um I'm just trying to recap my thoughts and I just you just go blank it's just like you know, knew what you're going to say, what point you're going to make, and then it just goes blank. Oh, there you go. I do remember now. See, I haven't gone to the sports, uh, not sports, um, pelvic physio yet because we had some bills and that, but I will, um, once we finish paying the vet bill, I'll, I'll go. But what I'm doing in the meantime is I've gotten on YouTube and I looked up pelvic, no, like yoga for pelvic pain. And heaps of yoga videos came up and other stuff, like Pilates and all that kind of thing. And so what I did, I've just gone through and made a little file in YouTube with some pelvic um, yoga for pelvic pain or endometriosis. And um, I'm just doing some of them. I've done it, I skipped one night and I woke up a bit sore the next day, but I'd done a lot of housework that day. Um, But otherwise, I'm actually really noticing... Um, an improvement in the way of um, it's really interesting and one of my biggest tips with doing the autumn crone journey and making that transition into the crone is listening to your body like really stopping and taking notice of your body and how it's feeling and where it's at and how's it reacting how it's responding what does it need in this moment you know I've been very switched off from my body and it's been a big journey in really learning to listen to my body and um, I've really been noticing when I go out walking I used to get a lot of 
pelvic pain. So pelvic pain is anywhere from your belly button down to sort of your vagina and around your hips and all that kind of stuff. So around that area. And um, when I used to, when we'd go out, even just going to the shops or walking and all that, I'd get a lot of pelvic pain and, you know, I'd set the, what I thought was the endo pain off and all this kind of stuff. But I've actually noticed since doing just um, the yoga, and I'm totally talking about maybe 10 or 15 minutes at a time, and even then I'm sort of struggling to do it because I'm very unflexible, very unfit at this point in time. Um, so, you know, I just do what I can in the moment, and I'm not over pushing my body either because then I don't want to go into a flare up either. So, it's just really listening to my body, paying attention to listening to my body. But I've been noticing that when I walk around a lot, now um, I'm not getting those pains that I was getting in my pelvis area so and it does feel really tight and really stiff in my pelvis um, I've noticed and but since doing that yoga it's actually starting to that pain starting to ease off I'm not I'm still a bit stiff it's you know just taking it um, a step at a time and baby steps and all that kind of stuff um, so that's quite been quite an amazing journey in the last week just that new treatment plan and how I'm starting to feel better and um, decrease the painkillers and you know even did on the weekend some housework and even though I woke up sore the next day I'm not sure if it was from the massage I had on the weekend or uh, um, doing the housework or the yoga catching up muscles definitely because from doing the yoga I've been feeling muscles that I didn't even know existed in my body um, but it's really helping it's made a difference even the end up um, being an antidepressant it's really made me take notice of I must have been in I feel like wow I was in a really bad place for a long time and although I was doing my best and all that sort of stuff it was it's quite amazing when you have like chronic illness or chronic pain or disease or anything like that how much it affects your mental health like it really and it's like the longer it goes on the longer it was just messing with my mental health and it was easy to spiral out and just feel worthless and useless and you know hopelessness was a big one it was just what am I meant to do I just feel like a bum you know like I'm not really you know so there's a lot of stuff that's come up with it and then in the last week being on the end debt where that's really shifted and it's quieter and I can sort of sit and even think about things in a more emotionally balanced way it's like I look back and go wow I was really really unwell um, and but I've even noticed going coming off the Zolodex that's those side effects symptoms have um, are easing up a lot now um, so and I think that was really you know that cancer medication's nasty shit like it was really knocking me about more than I realized so I never thought I'd be on antidepressants or anything like that but I was just at a place I was just desperate to try just about anything to feel good and live my life fully so um, but this wasn't the end it wasn't used for a antidepressant effect um, it's more used because the way the endep works in the body and that is it um, helps with neuralgia pain so nerve pain in the body 
Um, but it seems to be helping so far and having way better results than I could have possibly hoped for. So with that, so then, you know, that's got me motivated. I want to get back into doing my business, talking about perimenopause, the autumn crone journey and sharing and spreading the awareness about it and um, talking more about it and making it less taboo and hopefully by that making it easier for um, other women as well and everyone really because you know our mood does affect everybody around us so it's been really good to have feel that motivation and that desire and that yearning to get back into it as well so because in the meantime I have started um, studying counseling Um, one thing I did notice with doing my naturopathic and herbal work is you know you can give clients that an amazing prescription of um, supplements herbal mixtures and tinctures and you know a really good prescription with some lifestyle um, changes and all that sort of stuff but at the same time there's still that emotional mental component to what's going on there's a lot of times when um, I saw people um, in clinic you know they'd have something coming up and um, a health issue and you know they just can't shift it and you know that's why they've come because nothing's really working and it's one of the things that I noticed was and this happened a few times um, was asking them what happened around that time what was going on around that time when you started to notice these symptoms arising and Oh, I'm getting goosebumps. You know what? 100% of the time, there was some sort of event, you know, um, some sort of trauma event that happened, whether it was a separation or an accident of some sort or a loss or a big change and, you know, something that was really out of their control and uh, that had happened. Um, and then because it was unresolved, it's then shown up in the body and something's happened. So, you know, so I felt, I really found that with my studies, counselling, and I knew at the time when I was studying at college, um, one of the lectures was trying to get uh, counselling put added on to our course and all that sort of stuff, but it never happened, unfortunately. So here I am now, 10 years later, going back and studying at TAFE and counselling to become a counsellor. So I think there's that real that's really missing from my qualifications and my experiences and it's really been needed because another thing I'm learning with the more research and hear other women's stories and everything like that and do my own journey with perimenopause it's like a lot of um, things from the past start bubbling up to the surface you know things we thought things that you know whether it was something that happened in our childhood or early years if it if we just sort of pushed it to the side it starts coming back up and you know especially you know we get a lot of um not all women because everyone's unique and different but there is a common um feeling of rage and anger just real oof, that kill someone kind of rage anger just bubbles up to the surface for no reason at all I've had it happen to me like I'm happy one minute and the next minute it will just I just you know so angry and nothing's happened it's it's really disconcerting and it's really scary it's, it's quite a powerful emotion um 
But what I'm learning is, you know, a lot of things in my life that I was angry about, I just push them down. Got to be the good girl, smile, you know, no one wants to hear my stuff and um, I don't want to be a burden to anyone and that. So I just pushed it down. And it will, and then so that anger that I pushed down is, is really surfacing back up. So I really, um, as a perimenopause mentor, I really want to, I really feel having that counselling aspect is really important to help women in their journey to really um, have a smoother transition and um, even find some joy in this process. And another part of um, my passion and my desire, like I really want to make a difference here too, is besides bringing awareness to women about perimenopause, is really bringing back that love and respect for the old the not the old the crone woman you know so we have three aspects we have the maiden and a maiden starts when we first start to bleed and then we go to mother mother is most of the time um for some women it's when they have their babies um but for some women that choose not to have babies they may nurture their career or animals or parents or in a career that is very nurturing and taking care of others and all that sort of stuff so that mothery kind of role um you know and that's different for everybody um and then you get your crone which is um menopause so menopause is just one day it's when you finish your um so if you stop bleeding it's a when you haven't bled it's a one day anniversary when you haven't been bleeding a year later uh, so it's just one day. But perimenopause is a time before that one year anniversary. And perimenopause can go anywhere from, oh, some women can breeze through it. Other women, it can be 10 plus years. I know one of my gorgeous friends, I think she's around 16 years for perimenopause. Um, you know, so, and that's where autumn crone comes in. It's that in-between phase, that in-between mother and, um, the crone. But it's also to, perimenopause is similar to actually, um, that perimenopause phase is similar to going through your teenage years again, really. Um, you know, we went, our body sort of goes back to how it was pre-puberty, kind of. Uh, but, um, you know, so, you know, when we didn't just go to bed one night as a little girl and wake up the next day with the big body changes and periods and all that sort of stuff, it happened over a fair few years. So, and that's what period, so it's got the puberty and this is like the grown up version of, and it's called perimenopause. Um, but not knowing about perimenopause, um, can be quite disconcerting and cause a lot more stress and anxiety and depression and not that that than that what needs to be because not knowing what's going on why am I feeling this way why is this happening to me you kind of feel like I was feeling like I was going crazy I was really struggling and then when I became aware of it I was like oh that's what that is okay although there, there was some quite discomfort there it wasn't my mind was a lot more relaxed knowing I wasn't going crazy or I've got something wrong with me or anything like that. It's like, oh, I'm going through the change of life. Um, now, it's interesting. Some doctors will sit there and say, oh, you're not 51. I'm 42 in a couple of days' time. Um, you're too young. And I've been going through it since my late 30s. Um, you're too young. You're not 51 yet. It's like, 
what everyone just turns 50 every woman turns 51 and that's it they're perimenopause that's it there's some women in their late 50s that's still regulating like a normal cycle so that aren't even in perimenopause um so you know and there is no blood test for it it goes off your symptoms um you know i've had my gp my general doctor doesn't know you're not 51 yet um, but when I saw a, another special, a different specialist um, who did my hysterectomy and endocision surgery, um, he picked up I was perimenopause. I didn't mention it. I just was talking and then he asked me a few questions and he goes, you sound like you're in perimenopause. And I'm like, yeah. So he's diagnosed me with perimenopause, but some won't. That's quite interesting what their training's been like and, and that. But... Um, and I can look back at, at my family and I think it's just something um, in my family that we seem to go through it a lot earlier than others. Um, so, but, you know, and and that's okay for me. I love getting older. I think it's a privilege. I'm honoured. Um, it's a privilege a lot of people don't get. And you get to experience more in life um, and just see things differently, you know, as things have grown and evolved and changed and, yeah, you know, and really coming back. And this is where coming back and checking in with your body is important because it brings you back in the present moment. So I'm noticing, you know, slowing down. And that's what perimenopause is about, slowing down. That's why our body, generally, a lot of women will mention that they put on a lot of weight even though there's been no change in their eating habits, no change in... Um, exercise regime or anything like that or just it's just all of a sudden piled on because through perimenopause your metabolism metabolism starts to slow down and when that slow down comes down so all that food isn't getting burnt off as quicker quick by your body so it really is a phase of slowing down listening to your body and it is a change it's a transformation and it's not always the nicest transition you know it comes with you know we look at teenagers and how they can be well we're kind of doing the same thing but as older women so it's really interesting um it's a really interesting journey and I really think it's important that every woman that gets to these ages there as they get older will go through perimenopause so why aren't we talking about this why don't we talk more about this why you know I'm totally baffled in why we aren't told about this in more depth. You know, at high school we learn about puberty, how our bodies are changing and, you know, we have classes at school about it and, you know, we're told, you know, this is what's happening to your body. You're like, okay, my body's changing. I'm growing some breasts and some hair and, you know, getting my period and, you know, getting a waist and hips and you know all these things are happening my hair acne and all these things are happening we're told about it we're taught about it but yet when it comes to perimenopause we're not told about hey those changes you went through at puberty well you're going to go through some more changes <laughs> you know you're at the end of your reproductive getting near the end of your reproductive cycle it's time this is what happens this is you know not all puberty is the same for some, for 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 us. You know, some get um, really bad acne. Some people have beautiful skin in puberty. Some get really oily hair. Some have gorgeous hair and just very healthy, luscious hair. And 
you know, some grow big boobs, some grow little boobs, some don't get any, you know, some get really curvy waist, some are just straight, you know, there's all, like, it's all so different and unique, puberty is unique to all of us, but we've got this common thing happening and perimenopause is the same. The symptoms that you get um, are unique and varying to you um, and you know, no, but I feel there's so much power in coming together. You know, why aren't we hearing stories of the wise woman, the crone anymore? You know, I sometimes have, and I do struggle with um, my mental health um, and thinking, oh my God, is this going to get better? This has been going on for years. I'm turning into an effing nutcase and, you know, like what the hell is wrong with me? And, you know, like I can get, really get down on it and really depressed about it. Um, but then I'll hear a story or read somewhere about someone who's, you know, in the called the second spring, you know, that are fully into that crone or the crone phase where they're past the, you know, there's perimenopause, menopause is one day and then you've got postmenopause, you know, postmenopause is also called the second spring. And I'm hearing stories going, oh my God, I feel so good. I never thought I'd feel so good. I feel better than I ever have. And you know, all this sort of stuff. I'm like, oh, okay. Yep. There's a light at my end of the tunnel, you know? Why aren't we hearing more of those stories? We really need to hear more postmenopause stories on how it is. I still hear that you still get the odd hot flush, but it's not as frequent. I'm like, oh my God, thank God for that. Thank you, goddess. You know, um, there's so much power in sharing our stories. And I really, another thing I want to do somehow, I don't know how yet, but, you know, just putting it out there is, you know, um, hearing getting other women to share their stories you know and bringing um bringing a group of women together that are like-minded and you know you can somehow we can learn and share and come together and build that support network and just go yeah okay I'm just having a moment you know I've for me what's really helped is Dave and I talk a lot he's my best friend and I've learned to sort of go I can be fine one minute and then I just go to, I feel really cranky. I don't know what's wrong with me, but I think I'm having, just having one of my surges, you know, um, I'm really fucking cranky and I'm like, all right, I'll go sit down or whatever and that, and like nothing's happened and I think it's just one of those hormonal things, you know, and so being able to talk openly more with him about it and sharing how I'm feeling in each present moment when those things come up actually helped diffuse it. And I don't sort of stew on it or lash out as much or actually it's been quite calming just, and just honouring those feelings, I guess, by going, hey, I'm feeling this way. I don't know why. It just must be one of those surges. Just breathe it through, whether I journal or go for a walk or, you know, find whatever way to feel that and honour that emotion and move through it, you know. So that's something that's helped. So, you know, and it's... And you're going to find a lot of things I talk about. Some of the things you're going to try and they're going to work for you. And some of them are going to be going, oh my God, that was shit. That so doesn't work. And that's going to be okay. You know, but I do recommend keep trying and um, really listening to your body. But having other women share their stories. I don't know everything. I'm never going to know everything. So, yeah, bringing women together to sort of share their stories and what's worked for them, what hasn't worked for them, you know, is empowering it's inspiring and it, and it helps to make feel makes you feel better 
you know, when you're not the only one and you don't, you, you don't feel as lonely and alone. And this is this, this phase for us, this transition for us, we shouldn't be doing it on our own. And I just don't get why it's not talked about. So that's part of my mission is to change that. So, and as I feel better, I'll be speaking up more and more about it. Um, so yeah, so that's where I'm at with things. Um, hopefully I'm going to be recording more podcasts, you know, at the end of the day, I can't guarantee when my podcasts are coming out, you know, I can't commit to every Monday or whatever day, um, you know, us women are cyclic and you know we have peaks of energy and then we have peaks of low times of low energy and those times need to be honored and taken seriously and rest and you know really listen to the body what does it need to fill up and be nurtured and loved so you know there is the ebbs and the flows and that's how I roll so but what I do do is you know in times like now I'm feeling really pumped and motivated and yeah on top of the world um I'll record a few of them so when I don't record a few podcasts so when I don't feel when I am feeling a bit lower I can just go yep all right hits hit um go live and that's it kind of thing so but you know it's really just coming back into my own body and really nurturing my own cycles and where I'm at and what I'm feeling so um yeah because what was actually going to happen when I went to the specialist I was going to get my ovaries taken out that's what I wanted to go in so that would have put me into a medical menopause but um, he's not convinced Um, he doesn't want to jump into surgery straight away that you know there's another way to trial and that's why I'm doing this new treatment plan so um, at the minute I still have my ovaries I think they're asleep still from the Zolodex which is good because everything seems to be improving at the minute I'm not 100% but there's improvement and I'm feeling good and there is less pain and coming off my painkillers and all that sort of stuff so it's super exciting um and just feeling you know getting that pain under control um is really important and um pain really messes you up and um being able to get out there and spread so I'm looking forward to connect if you want to come um connect more we're on instagram it's instagram is bell and dave so it's bell b-e-l-l-e underscore and underscore dave d-a-v-e on instagram and you'll see a post on there for episode four and um you know come and share your feedback and take away or if you've got any questions come and ask um definitely need to be talking about this more and getting discussing it and having big conversations about it and getting it out there and that and too that way then when we're more aware of what's happening with ourselves then we can talk to our loved ones and our partners and all that sort of stuff and go this is what's happening because they need educating too you know how can they love and support us when we don't even know what's going on so you know by becoming aware of what perimenopause is and where you're at with it um you know you can educate your loved ones and that and to make them more understanding and hopefully open up the communication channels and all that sort of stuff you know like I'm talking about to my kids you know um the girls so they know about it but also the boys so they can be more aware of it and what's going on and all that kind of stuff so if they're aware when they get older and they're like oh okay yep 
they can just go maybe they're menopause or without saying it or whatever but they can be a bit more compassionate to others and all that kind of stuff so um it has that it can it can have that beautiful rippling effect um as well all right thank you if you've stayed here for till the very end it's been an honor and thank you so much and i look forward to bringing you more podcasts but do come over to our um instagram page and um connect and say hi all right lots of love bye